It was truly mind blowing that to hear that people can recover from PTSD. I was like, yeah. at first I was like, there's no way. I've never heard you can recover from PTSD. I've lived with it, um, you know, PTSD for over 20 years and complex PTSD for 40 years. I'm only 45. Like I can live the rest of my life, which means yeah. I can probably be 80 or 90 years old. So I can live another life, rest of my life from right here being free. I was like, that thought alone was completely amazing. Welcome to the Overcoming PTSD podcast. My name is Brad Shipke, and today I have an amazing interview for you. One of our clients named Jason Saleo, and he was able to heal 40 years of CPTSD in 30 days. Now, I thought this was an incredible, incredible transformation. You may not believe me. That's not exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. Um, 30 days, 40 years of CPTSD healed. Um, I thought it was so amazing. He was one of our clients, and so I wanted to interview him dig into what he did, his strategies, his mindset, how he approached healing and why he was able to make a recovery so quickly when most people just simply can't. So there's a ton of value in this interview here today. I hope you enjoy it. If you do make sure to subscribe for future episodes and I hope you sit back and enjoy. So Jason, um, give us a little backstory on where you were before you joined the program um, and kind of how your life was and why you ended up joining. Ooh, all right. So a little bit of backstory. So where I was at before I actually started, um, I was struggling at work. Um, I was the only field technician in this area. My other counterpart was on the West Coast, and I've got little support from, you know, a billion-dollar company. Mm -hmm. um, and the support I did get wasn't for the actual in-face, person-to-person communication that I needed. So struggling there, I was struggling in a marriage that I felt that everything I was doing was controlled. Um, and I felt like I couldn't live, be free of my past um, growing up, you know, those kind of trauma memories and stuff like that, that most of us have never thought I could escape those. Um, and I was struggling with my relationship with God. Uh, didn't know where I really stood in his kingdom. I was lost. Um, and when, after I lost my job, uh, things really hit hard to me because I had just found out I had gotten PTSD probably like four months or earlier than that. Mm -hmm. So I really felt like I had given, was given a death sentence. And then to find out that I had complex PTSD, I thought I was given a death sentence again. Mm -hmm. And for me being in the military, um, I, did, I really didn't know that people can actually recover from PTSD. You know, that was the yeah. first place I went to as soon as I found out is, you know, I went to the VA and went on their website and like, well, this is just a normal experience. OK, well, where that gave me no motivation, <laughs> no insight to what it actually is, what it does to me. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So. I was like, these are supposed to be the leading authorities in this. I mean, they should, they at least should be the leading authorities. So I was lost. So I just started looking up everything, um, just started getting into podcasts and, and then all of a sudden I got injured. 
where I can no longer really work. I had to have reconstructive surgery on my leg. Um, and I'm still kind of, I can't walk right. So I still got several surgeries to go. So I was like, okay, well, clearly God is wanting me to do something. And mm-hmm. I, I knew what it was and how to communicate to that my, to my wife was very stressful. And I told her, I was like, hey, look, I think God is really forcing me to take a look at myself and get this PTSD under control. Because if I don't, then I'm just going to lose another job. We're going to still have keep having problems and over and over and over. And she didn't really want to listen. And she wanted me to get a job. And, you know, um, I, I had gotten a job. I was supposed to start on Monday. And believe it or not, that Friday prior is when my injury happened. So I was like, okay, wow. this is definitely a clear sign. Like, yeah. I know this in my heart. Guys, tell me you know, stop. Hmm. You're, you're just going to keep doing this to yourself and you're not going to go anywhere. You have to stop. So, and if I wasn't going to stop myself, then he's going to. So I, I had to listen to what he was trying to tell me, not hmm. what my wife was trying to tell me, not what anybody else was trying to tell me, what God was trying to tell me. And somehow I found you guys. It was, it was just strange. And, you know, when I, I was like, okay, if this is what God's wanting me to do, you know, he's putting these things in my path for a reason. You know, he doesn't waste anything, no matter how traumatic it is, he's not going to waste anything. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, when we go through stuff, it's him letting us know that he's got us and we are supposed to help those who are going through it. You know, when we recover from it, when we survive it, we help those who are coming right behind us to deal with it, to walk with them. Um, so I was like, okay, that's, that's what I'm going to do. So I just started listening to you guys. And when it, it was truly mind blowing to hear that people can recover from PTSD, I was like, yeah. at first I was like, there's no way I've never heard you can recover from PTSD. I mean, I know a lot of service members that have PTSD and they don't do anything. They mm-hmm. just go to counseling, go to VA and they're stuck. They, they have no way to escape. And I was like, okay, well, that's how I'm going to be. And then listening, I was like, I can recover. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was like, cause if I could, then, you know, all these other guys would be able to recover just as quickly than as I could. Mm. Um, so really just kept listening and listening and yeah, just listening alone changed my whole outlook on everything. So yeah. I was in a really dark place because you know, right before my accident, I mean, I was right in the middle of like just PTSD outbreak, if you want to call it. I mean, I was just, I was afraid to go anywhere. We had just had a mass shooting to not too far away from here, from the Walmart. Um, so I was afraid to go to stores. I mean, I was afraid to even just get off the couch. I was, I felt like I had, I was stuck in the corner of my couch. And just all these thoughts just consuming me every day. And I just felt like I was paralyzed. Yeah. Until, you know, all my my injury happened and everything else like that. And then listening to you guys. So, yeah, that's where I was at beforehand. That's amazing. There's there's so much that I like I want to dig into you in, into that with. Um, yeah. But I think I think one big thing just to to really press on was like that state that you were in 
before that, that kind of hopeless state of not believing that or believing that it's not possible to heal. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I'm sure you got many inputs or many people have told you that as well. Like it comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But just pointing that out of that, like the belief alone, like that is like one of the big problems that, but that we see, it's like most people believe that recovery from PTSD is impossible. And then on top of that, most information is complex, conflicting, Mm -hmm. or just inaccessible. So there's no yeah. clear path. Even if you do believe there's no clear path. So just seeing that within you is really cool. And for anybody who's listening that mm-hmm. to know that, or to really question the belief of like, if you believe it's impossible to really question that, because it makes sense why so many people are hopeless or why you were hopeless. It's like, cause if yeah. you believe there's no path forward, then what, like yeah. almost yeah. by definition, there's no hope. Um, but um, I also, I, I also thought it was interesting. I didn't know you went to, um, the VA. Could you talk a little bit more about the experience you had there? Because I think, because uh, I think you have kind of a unique perspective of being a veteran, and then also going going through that kind of traditional path, which I didn't personally take. Like I've never been through the VA, so I think seeing your kind of firsthand experience with that could be very insightful, um, and then could also help reach people who, like you also said, uh, like there's like there's a lot of other guys out there or veterans that aren't doing anything. So I think maybe like your experience with that and just your thoughts on that. Um, might be able to, yeah. you know, reach out to those people. Yeah, absolutely. So I started out just by going to the VA website and looking at PTSD. Um, and their their mission statement was basically saying that it's a, this is a normal thing. It's a normal mm. occurrence for individuals that are exposed to war. Um, and that's pretty much all the insight that I got. Mm-hmm. There was no no real definition of what it is, what it does to your body, what it does to your mind. And then there's a way to recover from it. There was none of that. Mm -hmm. So when I made phone calls to them, you know, it was, it was just, it just got worse. It's like, okay, so what do I do from there? Like, do I wait around through the VA to process all my paperwork for at least a year or more? Mm -hmm. Um, even though they're building plenty of VA hospitals around here, just the ability to get into a VA hospital to see a doctor and just, or a therapist is outrageous. It's ridiculous. Nobody wants to do it because it's just strenuous. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get fine, get told that, you know, you're kind of stuck where you're at. Yeah. So it was kind of a dead end at that point. I was like, okay, well, all right, well, let's see what else the rest of the world has to say since, you know, they're not what I thought they were. Mm. Um, so yeah, they're great for other benefits, just not mental health care. That makes sense. I've, I've heard that before from, from vets, that it's like you apply and then you wait and then you wait and then you wait. Then maybe you get help or you don't. But in the meantime mm-hmm. of the waiting, like that's another like why they held, held belief in the system as well is that like you should not address these problems yourself. You should wait to be with a professional. So then you wait and wait and wait to be with a professional or you see a professional for 50 minutes once a week and then for one hour once a week and then the other 167 hours of the week, you're left alone and defense, defenseless. And you're like, it's like you going to war without with while being unarmed. So like you're not really developing the skills. Yeah, um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, that's an interesting thing. So like your recommendation, I mean, cause what you did was, cause a lot of people they'll see that the process and they'll see that it's hard or, or that it takes a long time. 
Um, and then maybe they don't even get the outcome that they want. And then they stop looking. But what mm-hmm. you did, there's like, you, you basically said, I'm going to take, I'm going to go ahead and take recovery into my own hands. I'm going to take responsibility for this. I'm going to try to, I'm going to, I'm going to go find a solution. I'm going to go make this happen. Yeah. So is that what you would say to people who, who maybe have been, um, who have been maybe forgotten by the system or just not being handled by the system properly to go out there? Yeah, and- yeah absolutely. You have to take your own healing and find the process yourself mm. because yeah, we get thousands and millions of doctors and psychologists and it doesn't mean that they all have the exact same answer. And most of them all been taught by the same kind of format that gets us by. And yeah, maybe five years down the road, we can recover from PTSD. But that again, like you said, 50 minutes a day, once a week, maybe, or twice a week, you know, $250 each time, (laughs) you know, does that really heal us now? So we kind of have to take it in our own hands and, you know, find a better way because with the new part of social media and everything else that's going on, somebody has an answer to something, has insight to something. I mean, because, you know, the United States is so far behind on mental health versus the rest of the world. You know, even like you guys said, DSM-5 doesn't really have a whole lot on PTSD. Yeah, they have a little bit, but you go to the international version and, you know, they recognize more symptoms of PTSD than the United States does. We should be the leading authority in that, but we're not, Um, you know. That has a lot to do with politics and stuff like that. And I think that's why the VA is so far behind because, you know, nobody wants to say, hey, something's wrong here. And we've got really big problem with mental health. Um, so, yeah, I had to take it in my own, my own hands. And I think everybody should because it's basically them saying, hey, this is me. I want to protect myself. I need to be in charge of myself. I need to go find out the real answers. Yeah. And then you started to feel hope after that point yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're no yeah. longer depending on somebody else to come in, like come in and solve all your problems. You start thinking for yourself and solving, or like working through the problems yourself and developing the skills yourself, so that you're not dependent on a therapist or the VA or anybody else. It's like, yeah, they can be there to supplement or to mm-hmm. help or help you move faster, yeah. whatever it is. Um, but that was the realization I had too. Was like, I I needed to. I was tired of. The reason why I even say like one hour a week, and the, I, I remember thinking to myself like, what am I doing the rest of the week? It's like I'm literally doing nothing, and my life is terrible. Like mm-hmm. there are moments in my life where I wanted to take my own life, and people were telling me it was more dangerous, or it was it was too dangerous for me to face my past. Where it was just, and, and then in my head I was thinking, is it really too dangerous for me to face my past because I'm not facing my past and I'm having all these terrible thoughts, and like my life is just going to hell. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously I agree. I agree with you on that point. Um, but let's, let's jump into, to kind of the things that you did. So the, th- the, the actions that you took, what you, what you were, the things that you did that brought you success in a relatively, I mean, short period of time. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think that's I mean, pretty remarkable. So like, what were the things, I mean, obviously you, you joined our program, but what were the things or the lessons that you learned or the most important lessons, um, that helped you kind of go through that transformation? Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, I think you guys actually said it yourselves in the podcast is you've got to take responsibility of yourself. You kind of got to take your, let everybody get out of the way and you actually put your hands on the steering wheel and drive basically. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you guys didn't say that verbatim, but kind of you guys have to take responsibility. And that's where I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I know I can't do this all on my own. So, yeah, I had to rely on God a lot. I prayed a lot, read the Bible a lot. I sought counseling. I do. I mean, I no longer have a counselor, um, but I really relied on him um, because, for one, he was also a prior military veteran. So Hmm. for him just to be there and kind of walk through it and kind of help me understand a little bit more of what PTSD is, um, especially since he's the one who diagnosed me with it. um, And I told him, I was like, hey, I'm listening to this program. And, you know, kind of gave him some insight about what you guys were about and everything else like that. So he's like, okay, yeah, you can do, I recommend you doing that. So I really, really felt more compelled to want to do it. And then not to mention that you guys were the first people to, that I've heard say, you can actually recover from this. Um, And I was like, okay, well, if those people actually have gone through this process they know what it is. They know what it does, where my mindset is. You guys knew where that was at already because you guys have already done it. You know, you had to live it. So it's like, okay, well, I definitely don't want to take advice from somebody who's never had it because then everything's just theory. They don't really have the full experience. It's like going to a bald barber. Why do that? You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one. I never heard that before. Um, so it was like, yeah. So when I started, you know, things started making sense. Yeah. It was a learning process, but I was like, okay, well, I've always kind of felt that way. I've thought that way, but now hearing it from somebody else, it really made sense. And Kayleen had said something that, you know, short-term pain brings long-term pleasure. I love saying it. I mean, that's always on my mind. And it's like, it is so true. It's just like pulling, ripping the bandaid off. You just got to do it. And that dealing with that short amount of pain, it could be five minutes, 20 minutes, whatever, still doesn't equate to the rest of my life being free from it. I mean, it is yeah. so worth it. And that right there has really drove everything else. That was my driving point of that is just deal with it. Hmm. You're only going to hurt yourself if you don't deal with it. I've lived with the, um, you know, PTSD for over 20 years and complex PTSD for 40 years. I'm only 45. So mm, wow. having that being like, oh, my God, like I can live the rest of my life, which means yeah. I can probably be 80 or 90 years old. So I can live another life, rest mm. of my life from right here being free. I was like, that thought alone was completely amazing. Yeah. And explaining it to my wife, I was like, it just really just gets my heart going and just, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, holy cow. It's like, it's about time. Yeah. So, yeah, just knowing that and really relying on, you know, God, I mean, because God is by far the greatest. I mean, you got to think the Bible was written, part of it was written in 33 AD, you know, almost 2000 years later in 10 more years, it will be that the things that were written then, what he said still apply to this day. And Mm -hmm. it is, it's about taking action. You have to put action into everything. Mm -hmm. You can't just be a sluggard and just sit there and lay there and do nothing. Your life's going to waste away. You're going to go into poverty and that's not where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. 
I love so that. I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted what he was saying is possible. Yeah. And that helped you see what was possible. Right? Yeah. 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 And, you know, and it all goes back to the Bible. You know, in my eyes, it does, because it, you guys are a phenomenal resource. And even in the Bible, it says, you know, those people who have gone through stuff were called to teach people and lead people who are going through it. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. Hmm. So and that's where I, that's what I want to do, because why not? Why should I just be left to live the rest of my life and never share my story or my recovery and help those? Mm-hmm. That would be selfish. And why go through all that pain and learn all those lessons, go through all those hardships and not and not give back? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like it's like the incredible lessons that you learn from going through the hardship. It's like, it's unbelievable. And then you like, what got to me was like, you look back and you're like, oh, if I only knew this, then I could I could have gone through this. I could have saved myself years and years and years of my own life. Now, then you think about that or what I would think about. It's like, think about that with one person, but then with multiple people, it's like, it's not yeah. just a few years here. Or like for you, it's like, you're like 40, 40 more years if I live to 80. It's like 40 years saved. Like that's incredible. And then yeah. it's not just that. It's then what are you going out or what are you going to do with that information or with your own transformation, helping more people? And then that's the way I see it too, is like you help one person, but it's really not one person. It's like, yeah, then it's all the people that that person helps. And it just, I believe like it, it really does transform the world. And then you can transform really the way that you can perceive your own pain. So I, I wrote this down actually, when, when you were talking in the beginning, something that you said is like, you found purpose in the pain yeah, and you're continuing to find that. And mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I imagine that was a pretty important thing for you, but it was also a very important thing for me. And even, even if the purpose is just giving back what you've learned after the fact is, a, uh, at least in my opinion, a very powerful driving force. And then you can yeah, see absolutely. like, there's a reason behind this. Yeah. And just like what you said is, you know, you, you help a lot of people, you know, it's not just you, but in, in reality, yeah. You know, I help everybody that's in my life when I recover from PTSD. Mm-hmm. And they get to see my transformation, even if they were with me or, you know, against the idea of going through this program because it's secular or it's not biblical based. You know, it's their fear of the unknown. I get it, but it's mm-hmm. not their life. It's my life. So I get to show the transformation and what it's done in my life and spread it out. You know, yeah. the good thing is, is, you know, I get to teach my mother my dad, my brother, my sisters, all the things that I've taught so they can deal with their own PTSD. Yeah. And if they choose to go through this program or not, that's entirely up to them. But I'm giving them hope because you guys gave me hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's given us, you know, the greatest gift of love and hope, you know, of salvation. And that's really what it goes down to. And, you know, I share my stories with men in church that I volunteer with. And, you know, they also get to see that transformation and I get to speak to them of how our brains work and stuff like that only because you guys have done that hard work and you're teaching me. So I get to spread it out and they, and he gets to do it and that person gets to do it and that person gets to do it. So you guys may not be, physically teaching a million people, but you guys will get to a million people just by letting us be part of the program and teaching us. Yeah. 
And I think that's an important point for anybody who's listening too, because mm-hmm. I mean, I've definitely had parts of my life where like, I feel like the thing that I'm doing isn't meaningful, but then if you, if you look at it on a larger, larger time frame and also just the ripple effect of the actions that you take, it's, it's, it's a really great way to expand your perspective and find meaning in a lot of things. Um, yeah. More so than just like this program, but in anybody's life, finding meaning, um, like helping one person. It's like, you're not just helping one person. Like even, even just giving somebody a smile or like a, a cashier or something. It's like, you're, it's not just one person. It's like you're impacting. Yeah. And the way I see it is like, you're actually changing almost like the, almost like the tilt of the universe in a way, little mm-hmm. by little in a, in a small way, but it starts to ripple out. That's, that's yeah. what I like to think about at least. Um, but what I love about you and people like you who heal, it's like, you give people hope. I mean, not just within your life or or within our community, but like here as well, like mm-hmm. we're doing this interview and people will hear this and it will give them hope because there's the, the, the sad fact is that there are a lot of people out there who still are told and believe that it's not possible to heal. But what I love about people like you is like, you are literally living proof that it, that it's possible. Absolutely. It's like, that is undeniable. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. When I like, there are still people who, who, are, who I tell like, oh, it's possible to heal. And they're saying, no, it's not. Or they say, oh, it's dangerous to tell somebody who has a mental health condition that they can get over it. Um, but I'm like, well, I had it and this person had it and all these other people had it, had past tense had it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people see that, like that undeniable proof, it just shatters that belief. Yeah. And hope is where it all begins. Like that belief is where it all begins. It's like for you, it's like, that's where it all began. For me, that's where it all began. Really questioning that belief that, or that, that, that belief or that question you ask yourself, is my life always going to be this way? So like, I really, I really do appreciate that about you. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me a few wins. Like what are some of your biggest wins or like your biggest accompl- accomplishments um, throughout your journey um, or joining the program? Um I'd love to hear about that. Yeah. So biggest wins was is building a solid foundation and then being able to process my past. Now, if you talk to my counselor, he'll tell you that I did this on my own. I went head on into those all my past. Everything that was traumatizing to me, I went head on, head first into those. I was like, I'm not going to hide from these anymore. Fear is out of the question. You're gone. Like that was a huge win because it gave me so much motivation to just to go the next one and go the next one and go the next one and go the next one until I I searched all throughout myself and have no more trauma Mm -hmm. that affects my life. Yeah, there's still trauma, but it's been dealt with. So that stuff doesn't hold me back. It doesn't, I don't let it go through my mind and saying, well, you can't do this because of this. Now that's not true. You know, that I know where that thought process comes from. So that was definitely one win. And then being able to share my story with people that are around me. And because like I said, they they've got to see, they got to see me at my worst, where I just come in and just had no life really in me um, to the point where they're actually wanting to be a part of this program. So that's another win. Yeah. And really just recovering, you know, mm. and I may not be at a hundred percent, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop. 
but I'm still working on a solid foundation, solid mindset. I still go through some of those things. I go through all the master classes. So I want to learn more. I want Mm -hmm. to be able to be free 100% and never have to worry about PTSD. And if I do have something trauma in my, or some kind of trauma in my life, I'll know how to deal with it right then and there. I'm not just going to leave it in long-term memory and just, just forget about it. Exactly. So yeah. I said, yeah, man, dude, I love that. I love, I love that. You said that you ran towards the pain, you ran towards the fear. Yeah. And that right there is like, that's one of the, one of the biggest lessons, obviously running towards it with, with the right tools. Right. Yes. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like the tools that you've learned, like the processing tools and things like that. But once you knew them, you just yep. went directly at it and used pain as, as, or what, what I like to say is using pain as a compass compass Yeah. and going, going towards it. And because that's the thing too, it's like the faster you face the pain, the faster you get through it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I may have not have done it in a record time, but 30 days, I mean, it went, it went by quick. It did. And, and and I I was, I'm still amazed. Um, I was like, wow, like, that's it. Like 30 days. And I didn't do it all day either. Yeah. I was thinking about it all day, but I didn't work on it all the time. So, I mean, I did a good majority of, you know, maybe 10 hours a day, but I wasn't working, wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. You know, let me think about all this stuff. Let me absorb it all and process it and then just go after it. I was like, yeah, it was amazing. So you're doing 10 hours a day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like 30 days. See, that makes sense. The math adds up the way that it works is like, you can, you can spread the time out. Like everybody has a certain amount of time that they need to spend processing, running towards their fears, like working through it. Like, like there's a limited amount of time that you need to, you need to put in. Now you could do that like one session per week with the right therapist and the right type of therapy. And that could take you years and years and years, or maybe never, depending on how much trauma you have. But when you are unshackled from that and you learn the, the skills yourself, you can put in, t- you can put in 10 hours oh, yeah. and heal in 30 days. And that's, oh, the, yeah, that's the big misconception or the big, for me, the big aha, where it's like, it doesn't have to take years and years and years of your life to heal. It's really just an equation of, well, we don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know how many hours you have to put in. But wh- what we do know is there's a limited number of hours that you need to put in and you need to go through. There's a lim- limited number of walls that you need to break through to get to the yep. other side of full recovery. And you just freaking went at it 10 hours a day for 30 days. Seriously, like that's that's badass, man. That's incredible. Um, and that's yeah. inspiring. Yeah. And that's, and and that's you know- what I think can give a lot of people hope too. It's like, you can do that. It doesn't have to take years because that's painful yeah. too. You know, yeah. Or that's, I mean, that's even more painful. That's yeah, exceptionally yeah. painful. And My that mind. right there was, you know, I didn't want to live with it anymore. So I yeah. focused everything that I had into that time I had because I knew once I got cleared that I can go back to work, I needed to go back to work. So I was limited. So I wanted to put in everything I could before I found a job. Yeah. So because if I didn't, then I would never, I would, it would just keep recycling. I would fall off to the wayside, never pick it up or kind of pick it up again and then fall off. And then, you know, complete that cycle again, you know, like that six month cycle that I I have a problem with or had a problem with. Yeah. Um, So I didn't want to live that way. I was like, let me just do this. Let me, what do I have to lose? 
nothing. I have everything to gain if I can actually recover, if I actually do this process, do this program the way they've got it set up step by step. If I actually do that, I have a chance of recovering 100% and living the rest of my life free. I was like, why not? Yeah. Has it been worth it so far? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) No question. And, you know, honestly, the, the amount I pay, I think it's like $50 a month now. It's like, hmm, $250 for I've been spending on a therapist for the last two and a half years, every two weeks, sometimes every week, or $100, 30 days that I've got to do my own work. It was way worth it. It's like, it was, that was a no-brainer. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's the next goal? So next goal is, you know, um, to read more um, and to kind of get enough in more information to have a more solid, I guess, a solid or more solid foundation to help those to walk with those people who are struggling with it and still point them to the right resources like you guys, um, because we all deserve healing. We all deserve living free from all our mental health problems and everything else that's going on in this world is just making it worse. It's like, we all deserve that. So I want to reach out to the most amount of people as possible. And if it means I can only reach out to one person, that's okay because that person may be able to reach out to 10 people mm-hmm. and, or maybe more than that. And I was like, okay, if that's all that God is calling me to do, then that's what God is calling me to do. If I can reach out to a hundred people, then that's fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's where, that's what I want to do. So I helped my wife deal with some of the things that I've done to her because of my PTSD. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I can better my marriage and strengthen my marriage, and that's what I really need to do first, then that's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Yeah. It's it's amazing when you focus on yourself, how so many other things in your life just get better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I get to show her techniques that, you know, she can actually show students because she's right. a teacher of how to kind of calm themselves down when they're frustrated or, you know, having breakdowns and whatnot mm-hmm. because of, you know, their own trauma or their own lifestyles, their home home life may not be the greatest, but they she gets to teach those tools to them that may be able to save them from so much more pain later on down the road. And it, yeah, I'm not, yeah. we're not breaking any laws or rules or anything like that, you know? Yeah. So that, yeah. that's even amazing right there. It's incredible. Yeah. Just the impact that you can have. Oh, yeah. Now, this has been amazing. I think my biggest takeaways from you, it's like using pain, running towards pain, moving fast, learning the tools so you can move fast, you putting in 10 hours a day for 30 days, and the tra- transformation you can have in a relatively short period of time, finding purpose in the pain. Um mm-hmm. And leaning on faith, yeah. right? Leaning on faith and other people in your life for that for that support. Um, those are kind of my key takeaways. But if you had to give one one last piece of advice for people who are listening, who might be struggling right now, um, or might be brand new to the journey, what would that be? Ooh. Don't give in to fear. And stay, and just take one step at a time. You don't need to do 10 hours a day like me, but if you want to, you can heal very quickly. Um, 
but one step at a time and don't be afraid. You're going to, you're going to feel fear because that fear wants you to be where you're at, where you're comfortable at. You no longer want to be there. You want to be on the other side of fear. Yeah, that's what I would say. I love it. Well, Jason, thank you so much for this time. It's been amazing. I've learned so much. Um, and I know you're going to go on and inspire and help so many other people. And, you know, it's just going to continue the good, the goodness that you've done within yourself and the healing you've done within yourself is not only helping you, but now inspiring people who are listening now and everybody else that you'll touch throughout the rest of your life. Right. It's, it's yeah, going to be yeah. huge. So, so thank you for yeah. that effort. And thank you for, for, uh, this interview today. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, give thanks to Kayleen and, you know, thanks to yourself for, you know, taking, leaning on what you guys knew what was right and what you guys should have done. Because if you guys never have done that, I would have still been a broken person and you guys would have never reached all the people you guys have gotten. So it's not you thanking me. I've got to thank you guys for everything you guys do. So I truly do. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's always hard for me to take, take thank yous, but I, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah. When you're on this side, it's, you know, it's easy um, to say thank you, but yeah, it is hard, but you know, you guys, you did the hard work, you know, and you should like you, even when you guys should, like you say, you guys should celebrate that, you know? And you know, that's, that's the key part is, you know, that's one more win that you guys get to put in your books, you know, and just keep you motivated and keep doing what you guys are doing. I think it just makes me so happy that I get emotional and I'm like, I don't want to yeah. get emotional. Yeah. You know it what is. I mean? Like, I, like it means so much to me and like, yeah, to, to and it that. should yeah. exactly because yeah. you guys deserve it, you know? And it's, it's hard not to be emotional because you know where most people have been and where they can go. And to see that process, you know, yeah, it does. It brings relief that you know, you know you're doing something good. Yeah. You're saving people. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's it. I guess that's the end. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it for this episode. I hope you truly enjoyed it and got a ton of value from it. I really enjoyed talking to Jason. I learned a lot of lessons. And again, it really just goes back to the point that when you are empowered with the processing tools, when you take responsibility for your own healing and you don't rely on somebody else to come save you or to heal you, and you put in the time, he was putting in 10 hours a day. It's simple cause and effect, and it's just a matter of time until you heal. If you take responsibility, you learn the tools and you put in the time, there's nothing that will stop you. Healing is inevitable for those who never give up, who keep going. Don't ever let somebody tell you that healing is impossible. And I hope that this story today is testament to that, to help you believe in yourself. Because at the end of the day, that's why we do what we do is to help you believe in yourself and help you along your own recovery journey. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you want to help us out and reach more people, you can leave a review. It does really help us reach more people who are struggling. Um, and if you want to work with me directly, you can click a link in the description of this podcast. There's absolutely no pressure. Um, but that's, if you want to know more information on our program and how we can help you. Um, but obviously no pressure. I am just happy that you are here and listening and hopefully, uh, growing and learning a lot because at the end of the day, like I said, I care about you and want you to heal, but, uh, that's it for this episode. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you in the next one.